0: Welcome back to the Proxima Command podcast, the show where we take you behind the scenes and into the minds of the people who brought you the spaceship simulator on Christie. Today's show is going to focus on their influences, those shows, mediums, and other forms of things that inspire them and push them to go further in their goals of creating a space station resort in the greater Toronto area. So without further ado, I'm gonna let you in on a conversation that Bob, Michael, and I had not too long ago about all of the above. Sit back, relax, and uh, I hope you find you have something in common with these guys. Things and things. I was wondering what kind of sci-fi inspirations you had growing up. Like, what were the, what what why sci-fi? I can ask, I can answer that right now.
1: Oh, why sci-fi?
0: Yeah, like, cause there's there's fantasy. There's, there's yeah yeah surreal, yeah. Like, and why the specific brand of I'll, sci-fi? I'll, 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 I'll tell you what I'll tell you what. Yeah, there's yeah. a
1: couple of things. Um, I was actually had a conversation on a text conversation with my daughter today mm-hmm. about influences, who influenced us. She sent me a video. Of a, of a teenager <laughs> in a stormtrooper outfit it was a TikTok video and the parents all shocked and then there's a little subtitle that says uh you made me and there's a 22 year old dressed up in like a, a stormtrooper outfit she said something and i said you know in the list of of influences that i had as a human being my middle brother got me into dune and lord of the rings but he got me into dune which is the ultimate sci-fi right mm-hmm. it's like talk about world building but I was 11 years old when Star Wars came out. Oh, wow. So, and it was made for me. It was made for an 11 year old boy. Mm-hmm. And I had dreams and draw things. I'm, I'm sure Bob will talk about this in a second. But but really, I think the inspiration for us, which is the name of our company, mm-hmm. is Star Trek to The Wrath of Khan with uh, Ricardo Maltabon. Mm-hmm. That is the peak Star Trek in my mind. Mm-hmm. And then I'm not sure how Bob feels well, about yeah. Battlestar Galactica, but the yeah. The the remake, the redo mm-hmm. with Edward almost, I think it yeah. is. Yeah. The miniseries, I think it's like 3 hours long. Mm-hmm. For me that is my favorite 3 hours of sci-fi. Mm-hmm. You know, cuz that is full of telephones in a spaceship, you yeah. know what I mean? And he makes a big thing about not having network computers. And so when someone calls in from the bridge to his quarters, it's a phone ringing on the wall. And when he picks it up, there's a cord to the wall, you know, I just, I want to have phones in this, (laughs) in this place too, you know.
2: Yeah, where uh, where it has like an element of kind of oldness to it still, you know, mm -hmm. like, like you said, a a handle with a cord. Like reliable stuff. Like that, that sort of thing, you know, you'd think, you know, in 200 years from now, why would they have that? Mm -hmm. Everything would be, you know, through... You know, the waves or yeah, right. yeah. why but then there's silence there's just, That's the reason why. But there's something about that. There's something yep. about you know, and I like you know fans, like you know ceiling fans, mm-hmm. oh, lights yeah. shining through them, and just creating that doom, doom, doom from like Blade Runner, right? Right, right. That, that, oh yeah, Blade Runner. That, Runner too. That, that sort of thing, I just love to uh, merge, merge that the old. You know the 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 old sort of classic sci-fi with and then you, and, and, and digitize it, but not too much, right? Like you, you have know? Flash Gordon. He talks well, about Flash Gordon all the time. I love Flash Gordon. It's just yeah. that's I think one of my earliest memories are the old Flash Gordons from the '30s. I mean, I still watch those now on YouTube, and I just I love them. I mean, I laugh. And, and I still can admire them at the same time. And as a kid
1: well, you you laugh at the plot you laugh at the plots, you know, because the conversations make no sense whatsoever. No, oh, they're simple, right? It's simple. No, but like but, when that guy went through the death zone. Yeah. After they go through the death zone, he goes, Oh, we just made it through the death zone, we would yeah. have died. And it's like, okay, like, where's the build up to going to the death zone? They talk about it after they've gone through. But yeah. there are budgets
2: to consider. And these and these were for kids too, right? Mm-hmm. But the main the main thing too is as a kid they were um like it's accessible in the sense like they look like your toys they move like your toys (laughs) you know sometimes you can see the strings and (laughs) and and you also felt like you could make this and Mm -hmm. i think remembering as a kid going i could make something like this and that's one of my first experiences and i used to start making movie sets you know when i was 9 10 11 my parents could not afford a camera back then they were a hundred dollars back in the 70s and plus with without the film, right, because there's... Right, right, the you got pay, And them. then the processing fees. Uh, so that th- those are my kind of early experience of sci-fi, and I would take whatever I could find, and all I had was scotch tape, sometimes masking tape if I was And lucky. you still use the same and stuff. And the same scissor, you know, these scissors that were like aching, my fingers would ache. <laughs> oh, man. And I would create... Godzilla was the big one for me, too, right? Mm-hmm. So I would make monsters. I would add my, my micronauts, remember the micronauts, and I would make sets... Ready for a camera, but we <laughs> it never too, arrived. He was too poor for <laughs> for, for cameras, but yeah, that's sort of where it started. Plus, I like to draw. I always had sort of a, I guess, an aptitude for, for drawing. Uh,
0: you know. Bob is an
1: artist as well as an engineer. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah,
1: mm-hmm. a painter.
0: So that's incredible. You've been so you've been making this stuff from the start, from a very young age. Yeah, so, so and you, I, and yeah, with this,
2: with minimal resources. Which when you have minimal resources, then you become a bit more creative. I think in a strange sense the lack of you know resources my parents could give me helped me become more creative i had to find ways to make things mm-hmm. right which is what low budget movies do too right yeah. Yeah. they find ways to make to make things. And that's what star, the old Star Treks did, too, right? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Why would they have sets about cowboys and, you know, and military scenes and all these things? Because, 1930s. Yeah, because those those props were available. Next yeah, door. And, then, <laughs> and then they could use that to make, you know,
0: a, a, a story, I, yeah, a yeah, compelling story. And a low correctly. budget. Well, yeah. like how, you know, Doctor Who, they use toilet plungers Right, Exactly. So. The Doctor Who's are
2: a great example. I mean, I used to laugh at those, but still, the stories were... You know, you you listen to the story,
0: and it, and it holds. There's something it kind holds, of yeah. you know magical about that early sci-fi that even though it's kind of ramshackled and it, you know, you can see the, like you said, you can see the strings and you can see the yeah. tape, but there's there's an idea behind it, and That's that right. just captures your imagination. It was theatrical
2: too, right? Mm-hmm. It was like being on a theater set. Like, let's face it. I mean, they had curtains, you know, for backgrounds because they couldn't afford an artist to draw something there. Mm-hmm. So that that would be part of the part of the. Uh, allusion mm-hmm. that something's there <laughs> but you know, it was a curtain
0: and how, right? how crazy is it that mm-hmm. you know and now we have shows like Ahsoka coming out this week and like all of these new you know Star Wars shows right. Star Trek shows yeah. with like crazy, insane, insane budgets mm-hmm. like I've been watching this, this show and they're hard to watch yeah they're some, well, of, the, some not, of the writing is, yeah. is pretty rough yeah. and still they have the budget for this incredible yeah, I effects I know it's I know. like it's, sci-fi is getting a lot of money thrown at it these yeah. days. Remember,
2: remember in the old days maybe you're too young for this oh, I I, mean, in the old you. days we used to say those are really good special effects remember oh it's got this movie's got awesome special effects right. we would talk about the special effects mm-hmm. there's everything's a special effect now and, and it's right? almost there's, too there's, much special there's effects no, there's no such thing as Special effect, because it's not special. It's, <laughs> it's right, right. It's, it's just effect. effects. It's an yeah, effect, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, basically. But back then, wow, awesome, and you know, and the ultimate special effect, special effects were Star Wars. That was the ultimate. Nothing topped that ever. No, um, it, it broke, everything it else everything. was try to be like that, yeah. but it right. never quite topped it. With the lighting, especially how they got it spot on, you know, mm. with the the what's it called, the stop motion photography, and everything looked. Like it belonged, you know, in that frost.
0: Uh, uh, the uh, yeah, it's true. Yeah, yeah, it was perfect. Yeah, perfect. It's and
1: hard to believe need, that stop and motion. models. And yeah, I just find well, that.
0: Amazing. I think that's the thing. Is it's the, the part of the reason why you can't top it is because it, the lighting's real. The lighting like, engine is real. because It's, it's, it's real. It's real. Like. Real lighting, real props everything analog. That's something these guys have taken to heart from the start of their project. And you'll get to hear more about that and their design philosophy on the next episode of the Proxima Command podcast. Thank you for sticking around.